Jeff Al Gilberts. Welcome to my live call tonight. And it comes with a question. Stop learning and do this. Stop learning and do this. What do I mean? I'm going to talk about that in a minute. For those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing over 40 years. I share a lot of what I've learned on my journey on these live calls. And I started uh, in this business totally broke, sold a junk truck to get started, put $200 into my business, and for the last almost 28 years, I've been full-time. If you have to work, there's no place like home. I love it. The, 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 it, it, it's not what you don't know that's hurting your business. It's what you do know, and you're not executing it. That's what's hurting your business. I'll say that again, it's not what you don't know that's hurting your business. It's what you do know and you're not executing it. That's what's hurting your business. And that's why I titled this video, Stop Learning and Do This. <laughs> There's a reason why I want you to stop learning. You say, well then why am I on this live call with you, Jeff? Will? Stick around. I'm going to tell you why. Don't go anywhere, okay? Susie, nice to see you. Renee, nice to see you. Um, you know, it's like <clears throat> it's like someone having Alice. Hey, it's like someone ha having um, the ability to read. They have the ability to read, but they never read a book. How are they any different than someone who's blind or can't read? The outcome is the same. So the important thing is that we need to understand why we're not executing and why we don't execute what we know. Why don't we do that? You know, is it because you don't have the right contacts? Is it because you don't have the right product? Is it because you don't have the right company? No, you love your products. You love your company, right? Any hearts on that? Thumbs up on that? So true. Hey, Joe, nice to see you. Yeah. So, since it is true that you love your products, you love your company, then why is it you don't execute what you know? It's because you're afraid. Fear is a lot of it. Not the only thing, but I would say it's a large part of it. For many people, it's a large part of it is simply fear and to protect our ego and to protect our self-worth you know we believe it's all about learning more learning more and we're waiting for the next virtual event or the next book i meant to bring larry thompson's book down here but i mm, left it upstairs okay my friend larry thompson we're going to do a uh, a, a zoom Facebook Live and talk about his book um, that he just came out with. If you don't know Larry, he's one of the ancients of the industry. You know, we didn't get him out, we didn't have to dig him out of a museum. I mean, he's still alive, okay? He's not a mummy. But anyway, we'll, you know, just look for that. It's coming up. But if we had to, um, if we had a syndrome attached to this, what, whatever you call this, I would say it's the approach avoidance syndrome, the approach avoidance syndrome. 
You know, you go to the virtual events or you go to an event, uh, you, 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 you run to it. And then when it comes to executing it, you avoid it like the plague. <laughs> not saying you do it in particular, but it's a common problem. So, you know, since some of this, but not all of this, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously attached more pain to doing it than the pleasure of seeing it realized. See, and that's where we have to come to terms with it. So here's the thing to do. And, and this is the reason why when you, when we dangle, we say we, when someone dangles uh, the mansion on the hill, the Ferrari in the driveway, you know, like hypnosis in front of you, like those items are on a chain, you know, and a, yeah, you can do this. You can have the mansion on the hill. You can have, no. See, the, the problem is we have to get in, tap into the psychology of why we're not doing it. And we just got to get brutally honest. And that's the reason why going to an event like you just went to, or most of you, or even if you didn't go, the fact of the matter is, it's again, it's not what you don't know that's hurting your, your success. It's what you do know, and you're not executing it. You already know enough. You know a lot. But it's good to get together like this and talk about these things. Yeah, meeting is very important. It's very important getting together. So here's the thing to do. If you went to the Rank Makers live, virtual live, did you take notes? You can say it in your notes, in your comments rather. You can say whether you did or not. But if you took notes or if you noticed things that you said, I need to do that. I, I've got to do that. Then this is the thing to do this week. And if you didn't go to the event, still, you know what you need to do. Take note of it. And then this week, set a goal to execute one or two of those things, but do it repetitively. Repetitively. If I go down to the gym, if anyone's seen my Micah, he's on this call. Um, he works out. I mean, I, I, you would never have to tell him to go work out. That's forget it. Okay. He goes almost every day to the gym. So he's got himself trained to do it. Just, but just imagine, you know, if you saw his pictures and how big he is and strong he is and all that, uh, he didn't get that just going to the gym once. And so when we talk about executing, uh, what we need to do, we don't need to do it just once. See, again, lifting the weights, doing it repetitively, 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 then the body tones, then you're losing weight, then you're looking awesome, right? Okay? And that's what this is about. It's, it's about mastering it, where it becomes second nature to you. So if, if that has to do with a prospect list, your prospect list is more like a chicken list. That is, the easies, the easies are on the list. Easies are not going to make you money. Easies are not going to get you to where you want to be. Easies will never secure you a long-term residual income. That's right. So it's those people that we maybe we feel intimidated. 
Maybe we feel we're not on a level they are in society. You don't have a house as big as they do or drive a car as nice as they. Again, it may not be you, it's someone else, right? But the thing is, if we have that, that inferiority feeling, then again, that's the fear, right? See, it's not that you don't know that you should put good people on a contact list. It's just the fear. What do I say when they bring up an objection? Is this network marketing? What do I say? Oh my God. No. Or <clears throat> is this a pyramid? Um, you want me to sell products? You know, things like that. Um, so sometimes we hold back. We have that fear of holding back because we're simply afraid of objections. We have this fear. We figure because they're educated, because they're intelligent, they're going to have, yeah, questions. That's okay. Here's what we need to do is just quit being afraid of that. We just, you know, get tough with ourselves and say, you know what? I'm going to do this. You know, they're not going to kill me. If, what's the worst thing they can do? Hang up? So what? I probably got what they've been looking for all their life. And the only thing that's held me back from sharing it with them was my fear. Why would I do that? I'm not going to do that. No. You know, it's a privilege for me to be able to share this with them. It's an honor. I'm actually doing a service. Helping people. We don't know the lives, what their, what their lives are going through. <clears throat> You know, that was one of the speakers mentioned that in Ray's virtual event is that COVID-19 forever changed things. It, you know, it has. It's going to be a major disruption to so many professions and industries. So people that were doing fine, doing great, um, are not doing fine and great right now. They're wondering, what the heck am I going to do? Now, that question is only going to be good for a period of time. This will eventually flatline, normalize, go away, right? Okay. <clears throat> but what it's going to leave behind is not going to be the appearance it was before. A lot of these businesses are going to be shattered. And these people that were, you know, just barely making it in their businesses, <laughs> they're gone, man. They are gone. They're, they were not financially solid. And so these are people that have had a taste for success, had a taste for money. They had a taste of the good life. Well, you think they want to go back to a bad life? No way. They're going to be looking. So this is the period of time between now and let's say six months into the next year for sure. That the people that are sponsored that come out of those professions that are disrupted, their lives are disrupted. Those are going to be the movers and shakers of the future in network marketing. See, you got to get that in your head. When you make a prospect list and then we don't put people on that list who are in our opinion successful <laughs> yeah i had a leader one time do that and i called her out on it i said uh why don't we uh talk to so-and-so she said oh well, he's already successful <laughs> see what i mean there you go and my answer was well i like to talk to successful people 
She said, uh, do you speak Japanese? I said, no. He doesn't speak English, so I guess you won't be talking. I said, you know what? But you do, because you're Japanese and you speak English. You can translate. Long story short, he came in. Long story short, build a massive downline. And I didn't even know him. So, yes, that's right. Fear holds us back. And the people we put on that list are easy, easy people. But easy won't get you where you want to go. You'll never get ranked on easy. Those are customers. You know, the, so, and then the other thing too is, is that uh, other than your list, you know, then it's a matter of calling people. So we, again, it's implementing or executing, rather executing what we're not doing, what we know we should do. So list, then what? Calling people. That's right. Talking to that person. Sure, you can message them. It's not the same impact, I promise you. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's weak. Okay? You want somebody good, you get on a phone with them. You want a teenager, you want to recruit a teenager in your business, go ahead. Send them a message. Do it. See how far that gets you. Build with a team like that. I'm not, I'm not against young people. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying people that are successful, people that have, and if they're not successful, it doesn't matter. If they got a lifetime of relationships and you're tapping into a lifetime of relationships, you can move very fast with that versus trying to spam people in Facebook, trying to get them to look at it, at your product and service. I don't know that work. I don't know how that's working for most people. I, I know it's not. So the thing about it is what we have to understand is that we've got to have conversations. Conversations are very important in our business. And then when you can have a conversation, and if the person absolutely refuses to get on the phone, well then fine, send them a link, send them a message. You know, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying, but try to have, make it your effort to have conversations with people. I mean, the person that got me uh, 21 years ago would have never got me by sending an email. I mean, we emailed then, we didn't text message then, but we emailed, that wouldn't have worked. Or if I got a letter on the, my fax machine back then, wouldn't have worked. They had to pick up the phone and call me, they had to talk to me. And then we start talking, then we start developing a relationship, most important. Again, for some people, that scares them to death. We just need to relax and just be ourselves, not be somebody we're not. That's the thing. So I want you to understand if there's any resistance, any resistance to your business, it's not coming from your prospects, it's coming from you. If there's any resistance to your business, it's not coming from your prospects. It's coming from you. Just let it go. Let the fear go. Don't worry about it. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, you know, one, you know, one of the, the fears that people have even now is the uncertainty of the future. So they spend all their time watching the news media. Oh my gosh. What is the, 
the news media is on steroids and that's all they do is put out fear politicians put out fear because if you don't vote for me you're going to die <laughs> you know so you know that's that's the thing so here's the thing don't fill your head with that and then try to execute these very things no no don't do it so here's the thing and and here's another tip too is when you think about your journey, going to the top of your network marketing company, going to the, you know, that's what many think about. They think about the top rank position, right? We think about the journey. I don't want you to think about it like that. Focus on the small increments that you can win on every day. Again, going back to this, <clears throat> executing what we know we're not doing. And do it what? Repetitively repetitively so you're adding people to your list repetitively you're making phone calls repetitively you don't just do it once say oh, I'm glad I got that over with oh my god oh, well I guess I'll go out and water the roses in the garden and then a week later we're not you know we're not doing anything no repetitively so we start doing these things repetitively, become second nature, and then it's like no big deal. And then you start seeing results. And you're going, wow, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Right. So that's the thing. I mean, look at it like football too, since we're in the football season, right? So, you know, when they kick the ball and somebody catches it and, and they make, let's say they make their first play, they're going to throw the ball, right? They're going to throw the ball. Not too many times do they just throw it once and somebody goes clear down to the other end of the field, catches the ball, touchdown. How many times does that happen? That's rare. That's rare. In network marketing, it's like that too. Not too many people just go to the top magically after they just joined your company you know, and did it within what, months? No, actually people hate those kind of stories because it's fake. It's fake generally. It means in this case, in network marketing, they brought a team with them. Of course they went in, went to the top very quickly. It's not, not, you can't duplicate that. You can't duplicate that. So how is football generally won when you watch a game? They gain 10 yards, great. First down, great. They go another 20 yards, second down, great. After that, finally touchdown. It was a process. Your business is gonna be like that. So try to get 10 yards this week. 10 yards. And you do it by implementing, executing, those things that you know already, but you're not doing it. And you do it repetitively until you get good at it. I mean, think about throwing a football. Look at Tom Brady, how well he throws a football. Or maybe it's a quarterback that you love. You think about it. How do they learn how to do that? They did it over and over and over again until they were good at it. And that's what you have to do when you execute this. So, so we think about our journey to net, uh, you know, our journey, our goals in this business. 
You know, I, I have people say to me, well, I want to be a six-figure earner. I want to be a seven-figure earner. Okay. Um, how much are you making now? Mm, okay. Listen. Why not set the goal? We're going to do the small win. We're going to make, we're going to, we're going to gain 10 or 20 yards. We want you, I want you to earn a thousand dollars. Set that goal. Yes. Get that. And not, not one time. I'm not talking about rapid rewards or whatever you call it when you first recruit somebody and you get a rapid payout. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about solid income. You get it every month. You know, once you have that repetitively, then what? What's our goal? Six or seven figure earn, earnings? No. 2000 that's the next goal, the small win. I want to see you double that. Do the same thing. Teach your leaders to do the same thing you did because it's all about duplication, right? And then boom, you're there. And then when you're at 2000, then what? Six or seven figure earnings? Nope. Let's set a goal to earn 4,000. That's how I did it, friends. That's how I worked it. I couldn't imagine <clears throat> high figures like that. Never imagined it. I mean, to me, it was, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's just, what's the expression, pie in the sky? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. People can't imagine more than double what they're currently earning. That's the reality. And when we go beyond that, we've lost them. We've totally lost them. They don't believe it. So the small win is so important. Executing what they already know, what you taught them is so important. That's why I want to see them earn $500 or $1,000 their first month in the business. When I bring them into the, into the business or you bring them into the business. You want them to experience some level of success and that builds their faith, their confidence that this can actually work. When people come in, they have zero faith, zero faith because they've got nothing in the past to compare it to. They have no experience. And if the only experience they have was they've been in a company before or maybe more than one and never, that's even worse. That's, so all the more so then I want to help that person experience some success. I'll tell you the truth, you know, um, one lady that um, recently joined, and I don't do this often, okay, but really, I knew she was new to the profession, new to network marketing, and, uh, and so I knew her earnings had to be $150 for her first month. $150. You know, she hadn't even logged into her back office to even put her bank information in to, to get her income, right? To get her money. I, I sent her out a message. I said, I think you earned probably $150 based on my estimates of what happened. She wasn't even paying attention to it. That's how little faith she had. Very little faith. And she's like, oh, oh, I said, yeah, yeah. So 
go to your back office, sign in, put your bank information and collect your money. That's what we have to do with people. 10 yards, 20 yards. And then they start believing, wow, this stuff really works. Right. So the thing is, this week do that. You know, you, you know, you, and, and here's the other thing too. One of the other things is you might have, uh, maybe it's, again, executing what you know, delegating time to your business. If you have a job, then when you come home, what days are you going to work? Or are you going to do it every day? Are you going to work an hour every day? 30 minutes every day? Are you going to do a little bit in the morning before you go to work? Or during your lunch break too? Like Jordan Adler, my friend, Beach Money. He wrote the book Beach Money. He built his business on his lunch break. Uh, or, you, or if like me, that's what I did when I got home from work. Usually it was around 5 or 6 o'clock. I was tired. Had dinner. Then I go down the hallway and close the door. And I get out my notes and start calling people. That's what I did. I worked my way. Matter of fact, I had a man send me a message uh, just the other day about that. He said, you know, I've, I've really tried this business and I just don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what, what it is I need to do. And, uh, and I said, okay, it's a matter of how you treat your time. It's a choice. You have the choice. You control it. You decide what you're going to do with your time. In my case, when I came home from my job, that's what I did. I had dinner, went down the hallway, closed the door, and I went to work. Sometimes it was an hour. Sometimes it was two hours. What I told him was, and I don't even know, I don't even know this guy, right? I don't even know what company he's in. I said, what I, what I told him was, I said, I did it consistently. See what I mean by, I said, be repetitive on executing the things that you're not doing, that you need to do, that you know you're not doing, the things you already know. That's what I did. Nothing magical, nothing ooh wow. What creates momentum is monotony. Doing the same things over and over again. Nothing spectacular. Nobody's going to write books about it. But the thing is, because I was consistent, I was consistently putting a little time every day. Because of that, I went full time after 18 months. Yeah, it took 18 months. And yes, I had fear then. I, I was a little I was scared. I, so I quit my job. I did quit my job. Back in that was back in March of 1993, and I remember getting in a small little um, Omni car, dinky little car with a big back window, and I put an oversized, blown-up version of the compensation plan in it. My suitcase went in the back seat. My my bag where I kept my notes and everything went with it. And I got in that car and I took off and I went away for a month. And I went to meet all these people that I was getting paid on in my downline. I set up the meetings with them, the times when I would be there, went up to Nashville, Tennessee, 
Then I went off to Ohio. Then I went to Montreal. Then I went to Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, down the East Coast, spent weeks in Maine, in the state of Maine, doing meetings in churches, in hotels, in homes, in trailers, in public buildings. I'd do it in a cornfield, I didn't care. Wherever people would gather, I would go. And I'd rely on the, on the people in my downline. I said, just get a group and I'll be there. Then after that, it was Virginia. And then it was back home. Been gone a month and then my income doubled. I knew from that point forward, I'd be full-time. Full-time. And I have been full-time now. All these years. So I know what it's like to have fear. And I know what it's like to not execute the things that I already know that I'm not doing. And I know I need to do it. And that's what I did. And I did it repetitively. I made that list repetitively, kept adding names. I would ask for referrals from people. There was a lot of ways that I got creative to find people. And then I made those phone calls. I wasn't afraid to talk to a stranger. So think about what you learned. If you went to the Rank Makers Live, a couple, maybe one or two things that you need to execute that you know now and just do it and do it repetitively until it becomes second nature to you. You know, it's just a handful of things that you need to do to be successful in this business. But I promise you there's going to be somebody out there that's going to want to sell you a book called The Secret to Network Marketing that the seven-figure earners won't tell you. And I promise you he's lying. He just wants to sell you a book. <laughs> okay? I've seen this all the time, you know. The reason why people complicate this is for profit. <laughs> so if you went to the Rank Makers Live event, I hope you had a good time and got value from it. And then review your notes and again, execute it. Find one or two things, execute it. If you didn't go to that event, think about what you're not doing that you already know and you're not executing it. And then just execute it. And just understand the only resistance to this business is not your prospect, it's you. So. And then just understand that you're not alone. Everybody goes through this. Everybody does. So it's been wonderful uh, spending time with you this evening. Thank you, Amy. Good to see you. Been totally awesome. And look forward to uh, um, being back on Wednesday. I'll put out some value tomorrow. And guess what? This is crazy. Um, I'll tell you what's crazy. Um, uh, this we got a wedding Saturday. My son is getting married out there on the deck. Actually, it's it's so beautiful. The, you can see the national park from the deck and all the upper elevations. The leaves are turning colors and it's just beautiful. And so some of the uh, one of the some of my helpers were here today and you see some of the tables. So everyone, they're getting ready for this wedding. <laughs> and so 
<clears throat> and then I, I've been uh, asked to do the wedding. So we could not get, because of COVID, we couldn't get a, a, a uh, minister, preacher, whatever you want to call. Okay. So I told my son, just get the legal paperwork. The witnesses will be here. And then he said, okay, but I, I want you to do the wedding talk. You know, it, when he says something like that, my mind just stops, you know, I'm like, never done a wedding talk. Okay. So that's what I'll be doing Saturday. <laughs> that's right, Stephen. <laughs> Execute what you know. <laughs> well, actually, I've been working on an outline. Okay. So <clears throat> I am going to try to execute what I've learned. <laughs> anyway, going to have fun with it. But anyway, I'll see you guys back on Wednesday. And it's been fun. Uh, if you got value from this, you can share it. And also, if you haven't got uh, my book, Reaching the Peak, it's on Amazon. That's the backwards ver version. Ray Higdon did the foreword on this book. Anyway, so uh, that's it. So I'll see you Wednesday. And thanks for connecting tonight.